Wright Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. It is a beautiful, cool little cold front come through, and I mean, it got down to like low forties last night, so it's kind of kind of chilly this morning. Absolutely, had to use a defrost to get here to the uh, How to Barbecue Right Studios this morning for sure. Uh, late with the Saints game, and Evelyn had a soccer match last night. So uh, thank you to the Hernando Parks and Recreation for putting together the soccer season. She's had a wonderful time. Thank you, and to the Hernando Soccer Association for those fields that exist out there that we have the pleasure of having and, and uh, did not exist five years ago, or give or take about five years. About, about five right. years, but they, I'm just saying. But such a nice uh, complex, so we really, really appreciate it. I, it is, Derek, you haven't been out there. I don't know if you've been out there, but the, where the um, the kids feels, the younger kids, maybe mm-hmm. you eight or so, uh, we rock the generator lights and oh. uh, don't play on the lighted field. So a little confused by that. There's a lighted field right over there, and we play on the uh, you know smaller fields uh, to the left, uh, but we have to use generators for the, the second half of every game. Field next to the concession stands, the one that's closest to the concession right. stands, it's a full-size field. It is stubbed out. It's just a matter of buying the poles and the lights. I think that's anywhere from sixty-five to $90,000 when we priced it about five years ago. So that I think, well, I think that price has probably gone down by now. Oh, I'm sure it has. Yeah, sixty-five to ninety thousand. Then, yeah, yeah. Then it's probably like forty right now. The <laughs> supply chain. I mean, there's, there's plenty of poles on ice available. I'm sure. <laughs> That's another show. We're we're debating on talking more about the supply chain at some point. <laughs> but just to tease Friday's show, Derek, Halloween's coming up. This Friday is our Halloween show. Halloween will be this Sunday night, but our Halloween show. But we will have a special guest. The DeSoto County Superintendent, Mr. Corey Osselton, is going to sit down with me on Thursday. Visit all about the new Hernando High School plans. Visit all about the uh, movement that's going to happen in Hernando when that happens man i've gotten a couple of people i've visited a couple of people the hernando high school the new high school will absolutely be probably the nicest high school maybe in the state of mississippi for a while until someone builds a new one right but uh really really awesome project 93 acres going on right there in mackinville so really a neat project future for the uh, city of fernando uh kids generations the next 30 35 40 years uh of students of graduating classes will be enjoying the new hernando high school so look forward to visiting with Corey about that on Thursday, but will be part of our Friday show. Again, our Halloween show. Derek will be in costume. I will be in costume. Um, we're not going to tease it. Nope. We're not going to tease it, but uh, I think people will really, really enjoy uh, us uh, being in costume for our show on Friday. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've uh, got uh, you know several several things we're going to kind of discuss when we kind of discuss the shows that they come from. We will say they're on shows. That's okay, okay. We'll say shows. We'll Other than that, that um, you know, I'm uh, looking forward to it and just have to you know, wake up early and put everything on. <laughs> This is going to be a fun show to do, no doubt about it. Thank you, Corey, for sitting down with us this coming Thursday for our Friday show. We really, really appreciate that. A gentleman who was part of the first graduating class from the current Hernando High School, I'm speaking to Mr. Brian Couch of Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, our 2021 presenting sponsor. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience when it comes to residential real estate in DeSoto County. They have over 25,000 closings since 2009 on the buying or selling side of real estate. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team and now is a great time to list your house. They are currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. They simply need your address. Give them your address and they can tell you all about your neighborhood. They can tell you what's going on down the street from you. 
any information, Brian and Terry and their team at Team Couch are definitely going to have it. No one is going to work harder for you as a realtor than the realtors with Team Couch or Birch Realty Group. Give them a call at 662-449-1700 or call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 901-461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. Again, they're currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. You simply give them a call, and they can tell you all about your home. They can tell you all about your neighborhood. There's no one that's going to work harder. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for being our 2021 presenting sponsor. And for more information, visit teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. With this beautiful fall weather, definitely a great time to get out back, get in your backyard, and if you don't want to take that experience to the next level, you definitely want to stop by the best barbecue shop in all of DeSoto County. I speak of the How to Barbecue Right Shop, our 2021 studio sponsor. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located right here in Hernando. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, and some really cool high-end smokers. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by his shop today. Give him a call at 912-9947. That's 912-9947. Look him up on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop or visit his website, howtobbqright.com. That's howtobbqright.com. But the best thing to do is to visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop located right here under the water tower at 496 Whitfield Drive. That's 496 Whitfield Drive. Thank you, Malcolm Rochelle, for being our 2021 studio sponsor. Also, Derek, before we go to our word from a weekend, I want to give a shout out to the How to Barbecue Right shop for using Mobile Car and Van Rental, another advertiser oh. of ours. Using Mobile Car and Van Rental, they have something coming up pretty soon, and they're going to be getting a van from us in the next couple of weeks. So really, really appreciate them giving our local small business a chance. Thank you so much, Malcolm Rochelle, for that. Derek, it's our Tuesday show, and we always kick off our Tuesday show with our word from the weekend. Uh, you've gone first the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to go uh, first this week. My word is young. Young. Yeah, Y-O-U-N-G. Uh, I say that because I was around young people on Friday, had the opportunity to go see uh, Bo Big Lane, go see the North Point Christian Senior Night. They took on the Sheffield Knights on Friday night. Not a very long game, and we'll talk more about that here shortly when we talk about that. And so it was really good to, uh, you know, Watch the young people, and off to our left was the student section, which just, you know, the, the kids were just having a good time and having fun. And then on Saturday, went down and, and uh, had the opportunity to go to the Ole Miss game and uh, tailgate for a while and get to see Eli Manning, uh, his number being retired. But, again, uh, young people everywhere, man. Her, uh, Oxford is back to normal, especially on a Saturday. I mean, it was wide open and just young people everywhere. And then on Sunday, had the opportunity to go to New Albany, celebrate my father-in-law's 73rd birthday. I think the, my favorite part of that day was when they took pictures with all the grandkids. Uh, just so, to be around all the young people there and, and with his grandkids, uh, you know, just a life well lived for sure. 73 years old. Mr. Jimmy, we love you. And uh, Derek, you know, you probably have some Mr. Jimmy stories that probably can't go oh, yeah. on the <laughs> – don't need to go on the uh, UTW well, podcast. Mr. Jimmy. No, Mr. Jimmy's a trip. But uh, so young is going to be – but, you know, a lot of people would think being around all that kind of stuff, you would start to feel old. Uh, I love being around young people. Uh, that's one of the reasons that the UTW podcast exists. I really enjoy working with our youth on Wednesday nights. And, uh, you know, if you have an opportunity to serve with young people, an opportunity to, you know, maybe work at your church or do some different things with middle schoolers, high schoolers, college-age students, uh, they definitely will keep you young. So young is going to be my word from the weekend. 
Derek, yours is, uh, while mine is very simple, I think my six-year-old daughter uh, could spell young, Y-O-U-N-G. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to spell your word. Go ahead and give us your word from the weekend. My word from the weekend is smorgasbord. Smorgasbord is my word from the weekend. Like I said, uh, spell that for me. Seriously. <laughs> I'm challenging smorgasbord, you. Smorgasbord. I'm going to say S-M-O-R-G-A-S-B-O-R-D. Smorgasbord. So does, does a smorgasbord have anything to do with, with the s'mores or no? Uh, no, it has nothing to do with the s'mores. Okay, uh, s'mores which board, those are awesome. S'mores by the board, way, of course, uh, if, as for food, it, is, it has to do with hot and cold meats. I'm looking at the definition right now. Okay, hot and cold meats, and I am looking at the definition after I spelled it, and it is spelled correctly. Oh, I wow. did spell it correctly. Show off. Uh, hot and cold meats, <laughs> salads, hors d'oeuvres, etc. But the way I'm using it is a second definition, which is a wide range of something, a variety. Because you had long, quite the variety this weekend. Had a very, uh, yeah, it was all over the place this weekend. So I had a smorgasbord uh, uh, type of a weekend. So Friday night, we did have the senior night. My parents came in town, uh, very busy. So we're dealing with that. All the family members that could make it, made it to watch uh, senior night, which was wonderful. And we will talk more about the game itself uh, in sports. On Saturday, uh, we, uh, my fam- took my parents to the farmer's market. Now the farmer's market is wrapping down, but they were still able to buy a couple things. Really enjoyed it. They actually asked to go there. Uh, so we did that. We then went is, to the, Is it because of your mom listens to the show? Is it? Is it? Oh, she listens to the show. From she our loves ads. It. Yeah, from our ads. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and no, she just really think, you know, Natchez has one. Uh, it's smaller and it's actually, I think, later in the day and they don't do it nearly as long uh, during the year. So uh, just a great farmer's market. We know it's award winning. Uh, so they enjoyed that. We then kind of went back, uh, got some coffee. Uh, and then headed back to the house, uh, I got ready to go to the LSU game. My son got ready to go to the LSU game. We went separately. Uh, so we did that, got back at night, and then just kind of hung out with my parents. But then Sunday, you know, I had to teach Sunday school. We did a um, – then I had to go help – well, thought I had to help deliver flyers. That did not work out. I had to set up for the fall festival. Had to do an HOA meeting, uh, and then went back to the fall festival and then had to come back uh, Sunday night and start working on stuff for the week. So just a all over the place, uh, very busy weekend. Uh, I don't mind that. I do like having lists. I do like having things to do. And all of it, I enjoy it now. Well, the HOA meeting was a meeting, uh, but everything else was very enjoyable and wonderful seeing my family. Still spent time with them. My parents left right before church Sunday morning. Uh, and so, you know, hate to see them leave, but still got, glad I got to spend the time. And uh, again, just a smorgasbord of a weekend. Let's give a quick shout out to Hernando United Methodist Church. The uh, church we attend had a wonderful fall festival, uh, beautiful weather, had sunshine most of the uh, afternoon there. And, and then from four to six, uh, Derek was in charge of the cakewalk. Did y'all cake start walk. at four and it lasts all the way no, to six? No, we started at 4.30. This is not because of me or anything else. It's just because you're getting free cakes. It seems to be a popular event once it starts. So I usually wait 30 minutes before we start the cakewalk just to let the other games participate. Then the cakewalk comes. It's good for about 45 minutes, an hour. It kind of gets really hot. People get excited, you know, walking away with cakes and then they kind of go back and do the other games toward the end so i wanted to make sure they were participating in the other games and were aware before I, and we started that so we did it from 4 30 to 6 o'clock though straight through sunday school class had a wonderful job uh, donating cakes we probably had 45 ish cakes that we gave away over the hour and a half time period and just a just a wonderful time what's your favorite kind of cake now uh chocolate eclair cake chocolate eclair cake what mm-hmm. in the world is that? so that's Come what on. i ask for my birthday every year okay. it is so it's uh graham cracker crust it's got pudding it's got cool whip kind of layered in there with graham crackers in between okay. and then a good now you can get the chocolate fudge like icing right. but i really like the good chocolate homemade icing sure. put on top and then just it's kind of like a similar to a boston cream pie okay but is it's, it going to be a cake or would you do it in a it's casserole a sheet, pan? it's a sheet it's a sheet 13 by 9 13, sheet cake okay. yeah type thing and so that's probably that is my go-to cake for my birthday 
We actually had some uh, carrot cake. Mr. Jimmy wanted oh, a carrot cake. I love carrot yeah, cake. Yeah, and uh, it was really, really good. Shout out to Becky Ann Mallet, my uh, sister-in-law. According to her, it was her first carrot cake she'd ever made. So if I could bake as ha- half as good as, as B.A. can do make mistakes on, I think that'd be pretty good. I do but, find that hard to believe. Me too. She, she used to cook. I mean, she used to. Well, uh, it, would surprise, it wouldn't surprise me if she probably made three carrot cakes and made, got them all wrong and then made this one and told everybody that it was her first one. So <laughs> just, just a thought right there. But it was really, really good. And again, shout out to Mr. Jimmy for his birthday. But uh, really good. So smorgasbord. And again, smorgasbord. you spelled it correctly. You and I talked yesterday afternoon. Uh, so much stuff is just busy. I mean, yeah. just a busy, busy weekend. A lot of fun. Your wife and daughter are out of town going to see our nation's capital, which is uh, good. I did leave that out. We also yeah, had to get yeah. them to the airport, get them packed, all that kind of stuff, right. and, and, and get them gone. So it's a, a very busy weekend. Are they able to get within, what is it, 10 blocks now from the oh, Capitol? Man. Or what? They're very, obviously, they're not seeing the <laughs> Capitol. They're not even being allowed to see the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, like the, the archives. They can't go to the archives, not because, well, it is because of rules, but you can only have 10 or 15 people in a group at a time go in there, and they went with like uh, about 150 people. Sure. So it's like, okay, we're not going to stand here for however many long you have to go through this and wait for 10 different groups to go through so they just happen to miss it uh, because of the the um, restrictions they're putting on the number of people that can come in so still have a lot of restrictions now that they're getting there and finding that out still uh, uh yeah capital of course is completely blocked off uh they are which has know, nothing to do with covid no it has nothing to do with covid but it's, it's blocked off but they're, they're going to the smithsonian and gotten pictures they've gone to all the outdoor malls i mean the, the national mall of course seen three or four of the the war memorials they've already done that they're going to an, a walking tour of arlington virginia tonight yeah, okay you know so that's gonna be beautiful um, so they're still going to do a lot of things. They stopped at uh, the Battle of Bull Run on the way up there. They went and toured that uh, for about an hour, hour and a half up there. Uh, so they've, they're seeing a lot of things. But, yes, the Capitol, which is a very cool, if you've never been, to walk underneath a tunnel, to you know, sit up in the chambers, that's, you know, it's a very cool thing. They'll, they'll unfortunately miss that. And, you know, I would love to see – I mean, I've been there before, and seeing the Declaration of Independence in person, just seeing that in person, seeing the Constitution is just – I mean, that's that's history. Uh, that is, I mean, one of the most – it is the well, – the Constitution may be the most famous document in history. Um, and just sitting right there for display, and they're just not able to see that because of the, the number of restrictions. Well, it's going to be the most world-changing document ever, yes. ever to exist. Yes. I mean, the U.S constitution by far uh that was fun the minute we got to talk about that Derek I enjoyed that well let's talk a little bit more I mean as I mentioned a second ago it's not because of COVID restrictions some of the places they can visit well we have some really good news coming out of the state of Mississippi when it comes to COVID numbers Derek tell us about that real quick COVID numbers for DeSoto County these are very good numbers and again we have not We've stayed away from this for about a year now. I mean, sure. we talked about that when this kind of started creeping up. We talked about it a couple of times, you know, and, and again, this is a positive show. We're not trying to bash anybody. We're not trying to spread negativity. Uh, but this is good news, so we, are, we will talk about it briefly. Uh, in the report that was released Monday morning, the number of new cases uh, for about the 34, 35,000 students in DeSoto County Schools, just 37 new cases and 74 new quarantines. This is down from 50 new cases the week before. So uh, the, the numbers are trending down. Hernando did not have any in the top five of schools that were listed. So I'm not going to list the ones because they're outside of our area. And I'm again, we're not trying to bash schools. But all of the schools mentioned uh, in the report were not in Hernando uh, for the top five having any kind of – and I think the, the, lowest, the lowest of the five was only six. That means Hernando schools had less than six uh, for, the, for the week. Uh, 20 schools had neither a new case or a new quarantine. And those did include uh, two Hernando schools. Hernando Hills Elementary had zero new cases. Hernando Elementary School had zero new cases. So we were just, again, this is something that is continuing to go. I think, I think in all of Hernando, it looks like there was one new case and five new quarantines for Hernando. So 
great news. It's going to continue to go down. We'll continue to do it. We thank all the teachers, all the administrators, everybody that has to do with anything with the schools for continuing to have these numbers go down and for all the parents who are trying to do their own thing to, to maintain the guidelines and keeping kids in the classroom. Absolutely positive numbers, Derek. Uh, gives us another topic a little bit we can talk about uh, with uh, Corey on Thursday for our Friday show. But uh, again, wonderful uh, news there. Numbers going down. Very excited about that for sure. I mentioned earlier about the uh, group from How to Barbecue Right being a customer of Mobile Car and Van Rental. Mr. Richard Williams from Williams Services was a customer of ours while his uh, truck was being repaired here recently. So we certainly say thank you, Richard, for giving us an opportunity uh, there at Mobile Car and Van Rental. Always want to recognize different people that use our services and also advertising our show. William Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Services such as leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, grading of your property, anything on the outside of your residence or or commercial property, Richard is your guy. Give him a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or learn more about Richard on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Give Richard a call today. No job too small, no job too large. Again, Williams Services. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website, greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Derek, somebody I can guarantee you was really excited on Saturday. I actually saw him yesterday, played some music with him, and uh, he could barely talk. He had cheered so much. <laughs> I'm speaking of Dr. Bryant Trotter with DeSoto Family Dental Care. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, implants, implant-supported dentures, and Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with a relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the DFDC difference or give them a call at 429-5239. That's 429-5239. They are the official dentists of the UTW podcast, and you should consider making them yours. Again, the Soto Family Dental Care. Well, Derek, I had three people in the Grove this weekend mention the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. DeSoto County Fact of the Week brought to you by the DeSoto County Museum, a wonderful, wonderful asset to the city of Hernando, right across from Bank Corp South on Commerce Street. They are open 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. That's 9 to 5 Tuesday through Saturday. Bring your friends, your family, school groups, anything like that. 
Rob Long and his staff can assist you right there at the DeSoto County Museum across from Bancorp South. Derek, this week's DeSoto County Fact of the Week talks about a wonderful exhibit that has been at the museum for quite a while. And if you haven't seen it in a while or have never seen it, tell us about it. Rob Long reached out to us. And of course, he provides us to us every week. Wanted to make sure that we were giving some love to one of the best, if not the best, uh, exhibit in the museum. And that is the Unknown Child Exhibit to the Children of the Holocaust This award-winning exhibit brings in visitors from around the world. Now in its third year at the DeSoto County Museum, the exhibit honors the memory of the 1.5 million children of 6 million Jewish people who died during Hitler's reign of terror from the 1930s until 1945. DeSoto County GIs were among hundreds of American soldiers who liberated the death camps at Auschwitz, Dachau, Treblinka, Bergen-Belsen, and other concentration camps during World War II. The Unknown Child Foundation has partnered with the DeSoto County Museum to present this deeply moving and poignant exhibit. Visitors from 100 foreign countries and all 50 states have visited Hernando and DeSoto County as a result of this exhibit, staying in our hotels, eating our local restaurants, and taking in the local sites. And Matt, the, probably the most moving part of this exhibit is uh, the kind of the central, I guess the central part of the exhibit you actually kind of have to circle your way around and go into. And this is more than a decade ago, children from DeSoto County collected a total of 1.5 million pennies, with each penny representing a murdered child during the Holocaust. And they, they've taken these pennies and they actually have outlined spiral area that you walk into to get to the central location of the exhibit, all aligned with the 1.5 million pennies. Their efforts drew worldwide attention and continues to bring in visitors from around the world every month of uh, in the year. So again, this is, if you have not been to the museum in a while, if you haven't been in the, definitely in the last three years, but if you've been, haven't been, been, you know, had enough time to see this exhibit, I cannot stress to you more how powerful this exhibit is and the fact that we have it here right here in Hernando right here in DeSoto County that you can go and not only learn about it but just see and just I mean actually you know understand exactly how many 1.5 million you know people or children uh, of 6 million people is that that lost their life just horribly uh, during World War II. Uh, Absolutely tragic Derek just to mention just a second ago the opportunity that the, the kids from North Point are not getting to be able to to be in the room with or get close to some of the different artifacts that, that you know were part of found in our country. Uh, museums are awesome. The, my favorite part about museums is, uh, you know, f- feeling something, being moved, sometimes even to tears. And that's the kind of thing that you're speaking of, the exhibit there at the DeSoto County Museum. So if you haven't been there in a while, if, you ha- if you've seen the exhibit and, and need to see it again or, or, or forgotten about it, uh, we, hope you, we hope you haven't, of course. But um, it's there. It's still there. And Rob Long wants to bring attention to it. So get over to the DeSoto the county museum to see that exhibit again just a moving moving exhibit hard to believe it it's it's unbelievable Derek. i, I saw it yeah it opened as you said three years ago I, I saw it when it first was open it was a huge deal um and maybe some people remember it but it was a very i mean they had like a ribbon cutting for it it's a very big deal remember going and i mean it it moves you to tears now i know that there is one in, in washington dc also there's a, that's obviously that's the main holocaust museum for the countries in washington dc and it's as moving uh, i've not been because it's it's also pretty recent within the last 10 years or so but matt there instead of the pennies they actually have shoes set out 
a shoe set out for the children. Yeah. Uh, and just, you know, you see that these are actual shoes that were left outside as they walked into the gas chambers, into the showers and stuff like that, which is just, I mean, it's just gut wrenching. Uh, so again, I, please go. It's not, you know, it's not going to be a happy experience, but it's something that you want to see. And just to kind of bring just that, that, as I said, the poignancy home uh, about what that exhibit is and, and what it meant, you know, 80 years ago. I mean, Derek, like I just mentioned, my word for the weekend was young, and I did not know what the DeSoto County Fact of the Week was whenever we were discussing that. But again, those young people, 1.5 million young people, they didn't get to experience a 73rd birthday. They didn't get to take pictures with their grandfather and stuff like that. And that's, you know, again, that's what a museum is about, the wonderful things that happen in DeSoto County, and you get to see all the neat artifacts there, but uh, also moving uh, you to remember uh, the many blessings that we have uh, here in this country and the many blessings that we have um, each and every every day, especially in DeSoto County. Thank you, Rob Long, for continuing that uh, wonderful exhibit there at the DeSoto County Museum. Again, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, right across from Bancorp South here in Hernando. Just a wonderful, wonderful asset to our community. Not an easy way to segue into this, Derek, but speaking of another wonderful asset to the Hernando community, which, as you mentioned moments ago, is beginning to wind down. I'm speaking of the Hernando Farmer's Market, which brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. For more information, you can contact Gia Matheny at 449-9092. That's 449-9092. As we begin to wrap up the farmer's market, the farmer's market will do just under $400,000 in sales this season. I'd like to, I would like for somebody to show me a better farmer's market in the state of Mississippi or the Mid-South. The Hernando Farmer's Market, like I said a minute ago, just an absolute asset to the city of Fernando. We have some special information coming up about the farmer's market over the next couple of weeks. We would definitely begin to speak about that more in November, something special going on for the farmer's market as part of the Hernando Dickens of a Christmas. I will tease it there. Thank you so much to Gia Matheny and the group with the Hernando Farmer's Market for being an advertiser this season. Congratulations on a wonderful, wonderful season. Again, the Hernando Farmer's Market each and every Saturday from May 1st through October from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. May 1st through October. Thank you to the Hernando Farmer's Market. The secret is out. North Point Christian School is DeSoto County's most popular private school destination. 211 new students made the switch and became part of the North Point family this year, pushing their enrollment to record levels. North Point will be hosting their first Sunday open house of the year on November 7th at 2 p.m. They encourage prospective families to come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-Centered College Preparatory School. Interested families should reserve their spot today by contacting Director of Admissions, Mrs. Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. They invite you to get ready to make the switch and join the North Point family. Podcast continues to be brought to you by Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider. They are located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and longtime local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, auto, business, and home. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, 
Angie or Jennifer at 429-5213. That's 429-5213. Or find more information about them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Again, that's Lauderdale Insurance Agency on Facebook. Well, Derek, before we turn our attention to the pigskin from last Friday night, the North Point, Lewisburg, and Hernando football games, let's visit, let's talk, let me give you a quick shout-out to the Hernando Band, a.k.a. Herbando. The Hernando Band was the second-place overall finisher in 6A for the band competition that happened this past uh, weekend down in Jackson. Here's a couple of other things that they did. First place in color guard, first place in general effect, second place in percussion, second place in visual performance, and second place in music performance. Again, second place overall in all the ones that I just mentioned to you. Just a heck of a good night for her bando as they went down to Jackson. There's no group of kids that practices more in Hernando than those men. Yeah, every day. I can hear it in my backyard, you're driving past. Absolutely. Working the practice grounds, doing the whole thing on McInvale Road. So, yeah, that's, it is, uh, that's a lot of practice. A lot of practice. And Metronome is going uh, pretty loud about midsummer, all the way through band camp, all that kind of stuff. Just r- amazing what they do. So, shout out to the Hernando Band. Again, again they play second overall. Also a shout out, DeSoto Central came in first. Lewisburg, another school we, we cover, uh, they finished fourth. 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 So, we uh, DeSoto County had the first, second, and fourth best band just this past weekend in Jackson. So, again, congratulations to all those young people. Just a wonderful, wonderful honor uh, to uh, get down to the state championship. Uh, Derek, my band in high school was not very good. so uh, We didn't have a band. Oh, you didn't have a band. There you go. So, yeah, exactly. So, shout out to them. Again, congratulations on being named second overall in 6A uh, this past weekend. Well, Derek, let's turn our attention to the pigskin. Tell us about the Thursday night game, which we were not able to cover. The Thursday night game, Lewisburg got moved. You're going to tell us why. Lewisburg got moved and uh, did not go well for them on Thursday night. It did not. The, uh, their band finished a lot better. Uh, it looks like their football team is going to finish in, <laughs> exactly. the, uh, in the district standings at the end of the year. Uh, as we mentioned on our Friday podcast, uh, it was taped on Thursday afternoon. Uh, we were not able to preview the Lewisburg versus South Haven game due to the game being moved to Thursday night because of lack of officials statewide. This has been a problem you know, this entire year due to both the pandemic and less people wanting to be officials because of harassment, possible length of travel that they have to do you know on friday nights and the fact that they only make about a hundred dollars a game of course man that's a that's a different topic for another time we're not going to cover all the issues with high school officiating right now uh but that it was why it's moved you're going to see more of the games especially toward the end of the season being moved probably these last two weeks you will see games being moved to thursday night for those reasons lewisburg traveled to south haven and this game unfortunately it was over very early for the patriots south haven jumped out with four touchdowns in the first quarter to take a 27 to nothing lead and then added two more in the second quarter to take a 41 to nothing lead into halftime. South Haven then put on the brakes and started to play more players, adding one touchdown in the third quarter. And then Lewisburg finally got on the board with a late touchdown in the fourth with a couple minutes left in the game. About the only thing South Haven did wrong on Thursday night was miss two extra points to win 47 to seven instead of 49 to seven. With the loss, Lewisburg moves to 1-7 on the season and 0-5 in district. The Patriots host Olive Branch and will confront the Conquistadors in a 6A Region 1 outing this Friday coming up. As far as we know right now, it's going to be Friday. As of right now, it's as Friday. Of- <laughs> Last week they moved it Wednesday morning to exactly. Thursday, so right now it is Friday. And I guess, you know, with us, with all of the – District games being in the county, this is one of the easiest counties they could move games because it's not like, hey, we've got to travel now. We've got to, 
you know, travel three hours. We've got to move our game up a day. No, it's literally just 30 minutes wherever we want to go and, and it, be done. Well, and especially Lewisburg playing out of branch. I mean, yep. one coach calls right another there. and says, hey, man, let's go ahead and move this thing. And yep. so, so as far as we know, we'll, we'll preview that game on the, uh, the show on Friday. Lewisburg is, is, is just having a tough year. New coach. Uh, I saw him play against Hernando. They, they don't dress out a lot of guys in the 6A ranks. It's, it, it kind of, very, it's a smaller team. It really is. And that's smaller – uh, numbers Number, wise, not right. size wise. Well, Derek, go ahead and tell us about the senior night that we've teased a couple times. Really, really fun time uh, there in uh, at the point. I know I'll go ahead and say it like that. Uh, wonderful time at the point on Friday night. Not a very long game. I joke around. <laughs> you're going to tell us in a second, but um, yeah, by the time I got in the stands, uh, the game was kind of decided. So go ahead and tell me what you got. All right, the Trojans came into the game with a 500 record and two games left in the regular season. Their regular season will end. This Friday, uh, uh, all the public schools have one more week going to next Friday. They hosted the Sheffield Knights in the first meeting ever between the schools for the Trojan Senior Night. The 16 seniors were honored before the game and had decided to make a statement with their last home game of their careers. Much like the Lewisburg game, this game was over in the first quarter. The Trojans won the toss and elected to receive and marched down the field easily with Josh Fisher punching it in for the first touchdown on a two-yard run. After stopping the Knights three and out, the Trojans hit two plays later on a 40-yard touchdown pass from Jack Patterson to Jackson Thomason to take a 14-0 lead. Fisher then added another seven-yard touchdown run on the next drive, and then Patterson hit Alex Wright on a 22-yard touchdown pass to make it 28 to nothing. On the next possession for the Knights, Ethan Peripache had a 26-yard pick six, which made the score 35 to nothing by the end of the first quarter with all five touchdowns and extra points being scored by seniors. Now, Jack Patterson is the sophomore quarterback, but both receivers he threw to were seniors. So every point scored in the first quarter was by a senior. It would be a running clock after that for the rest of the game with Patterson hitting Darius Naylor, another senior, on a 14-yard pass for the last touchdown of the game with the clock continuing to run and the Sheffield Knights coach asking the clock to be shortened to eight-minute quarters in the second half. North Point played the younger players the rest of the game and were able to hold the Knights scoreless. The Trojans' defense held the Knights, Matt, to negative 50 yards rushing and 21 yards passing for a total of negative 29 yards of offense and two interceptions. The game was over by 8.30 p.m. because of the running clock, and the Trojans came away with a 42 to nothing victory. Jack Patterson was 8 of 10 for 118 yards and three touchdowns. Josh Fisher had 74 yards rushing and the two TDs. And Thomason led in receiving with 40 yards and a touchdown. The Trojans, now 5-4, and 1-1 one one in district, will go on the road to face Lausanne for the last district and regular season game of the year. We'll uh, preview that on Friday, Derek. It's going to be a tough, uh, tough road to hoe. There. That's, that's going to be a much tougher <laughs> it's game. It's going to be tough. Much, <laughs> much tougher, game, tougher this. game. You know, Derek, we'll talk about this real quick. You and I sat together in stands, visited with one another. If you can hear my voice and you're a podcast listener and your kid goes to school in DeSoto County or goes to school somewhere where you have a coach or coaches that invest in these players and spend time and maybe game plan what should be a, let's just say, competitive situation, it was really frustrating on the night. You heard me sit there and say to your dad numerous times, uh, I wish the coach would just line up, run the football. North Point has struggled with the run. I know they changed yes. their defense, but yes. it's, it's almost like, hey, what does North Point not do well? And they did exactly the opposite of it. Yeah. The game should have been much closer. It should have been – I mean, North Point would have pulled away and won or whatever. But I really did just kind of feel bad. It's like every play, they're out there playing Nintendo or something versus, uh, you know, working with these kids to give them an opportunity to just be competitive because they were passing every down versus trying to run the football. And it was it was interception after punt, uh, onside kick. I mean, North Point was just on them and just killed them. It was a murder. Well, 
It, it was, and, and it was very unfortunate because the they were not well coached. The coach exactly. was losing his mind. Yes. Uh, after any kind of mistake, was losing his mind, but he was not putting them in the positions to even compete. Correct. And and when you have negative fifty yards rushing, that means there were a lot of sacks, tons. which there were tons of sacks. And so, why are you dropping back? Like, I mean, even if you just hand the ball off, maybe it's a two-yard loss, three-yard loss. It's not going to be a fifty-yard loss, and sure. it's just very. I felt I did feel bad for them also. And then when you go in and you come back out and say, "Hey, man, let's just let's just put the JV quarters on. Let's finish this game." And that as a player on that team, that has got to be just utterly deflating right. and humiliating and. I mean, I'm not – I mean, those players were playing their hearts out and they were trying, and I'm. this is nothing toward the players. But it is. Uh, it was very hard to see. And I just – I hate that they don't have the ability to have good coaching or even, even just a, a good direction or showing, you know, good form uh, for, their, for their high school careers. And I don't know the coach. I don't know – I'm not I'm never going to call for anybody's head. I just hope that – they were able to get some instruction because I really did feel bad for them. Absolutely. And and you saw they prayed with the you know the, the North Point always prays with the teams at the end and um and maybe maybe the public schools do too you know on their own but they uh they went out there and every one of those kids went out there and prayed with the North Point kids so I mean the whole team surrounded it was that so that part was beautiful but you just I mean you feel for them you really do oh absolutely uh, were they praying for a new coach I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just, just said I'm not calling somebody's head. <laughs> well, you're not. I mean, if you're praying for a new coach, I mean, you're asking for you're not asking for Derek Breedling's help. You're asking from a uh, higher, power higher power for a new yes. coach, possibly. But uh, anyway, good win by the North Point Trojans. Uh, really, uh, again, send off to Bo Big Lane and all the boys there. Their last time at the point, uh, just a wonderful uh, night the other night. I mean, it did get over super fast. It was over really quickly. Um, you know, way faster than than you would like to on a senior night. But uh, shout out to those boys and look forward to covering the game or previewing the game this coming Friday. Let's visit about under the water tower right here that Hernando Tigers had a very hard fault game this past Friday night. Tell us what happened. We both picked this game incorrectly. I'm glad that we both picked it incorrectly. Yes, I told you. Yeah, glad this is, if we have to do this, you, Hernando, we may never pick you to win again uh, because of the result of this game. Hernando, uh, who was two and six, one and three, hosted Horn Lake, who was four and three, three and one, coming into the game on Friday night. And when and Hernando was looking to rebound from the hard fought loss to Desoto Central, it was by far the best game of the night. Horn Lake took an early 6-0 lead before the Tigers got into the end zone on a Topher Jones run to go up 7-6. They then tried a successful onside kick and took that drive down to have Jones punch it in for another touchdown. Hernando then jumped out to a bigger lead on a Zach Wilkie TD run, but the extra point was no good, and the Tigers seemed to have a comfortable 20-6 lead and control of the game. However, the Eagles then scored 20 unanswered on a long TD run, a long touchdown pass, and another run to go up 26-20 into the fourth. The fourth quarter was extra tense, and the Tigers mounted a late drive and were able to get it into the end zone with a minute and 21 left in the game. The extra point was good this time, which was crucial because this gave the Tigers the 27-26 lead. That lead would hold when 34 seconds later, Joey Davis seals the game with an interception. The uh, UTW, again, was proud to have picked incorrectly <laughs> on what was a huge win for the Tigers, who now improved their record to 3-6, and 2-3 and three in district. They will look to go on the road and travel across the county to play Center Hill on a critical matchup this Friday, trying to keep playoff hopes alive. Absolutely. And, Matt, they still play Center Hill, which is beatable. Yes. They still play Olive Branch, 
who is right now two and six okay. and are beatable. Okay. So, I mean, you, they could get to four it's and three. It's in front of them. It, they, you know, they, I'm not saying they control their own destiny. I mean, they're still sitting about fourth or fifth place. But if they went out, it can be interesting for the playoff hopes. Play the Center Hill Mustangs this coming Friday on the road. On the road, that's going to be a, a great matchup. I think they're having a uh, the theme there is maybe Halloween costumes nice. or something like that. So, you know, like you mentioned, Derek, I'm very glad to have picked wrong for the Hernando Tigers. If I if I pick wrong and they win all the games, then I'm, I'm very happy. So, very hard-fought game. Uh, I was keeping up with it, paying attention to uh, Principal Dwayne Case, who updates his Twitter, lets us know what all's going on. So, uh, what a game. I visited with Topher on Sunday at the Fall Festival, and uh, I just kind of asked him, hey, were, did you, were you running because Zach was hurt or something? He said, no, that's just the package they have in, in for me. So, just a really good job by that young man to uh, get that in. I know that was a big deal to score the game-winning touchdown on Friday night. So, congratulations on a 27-26 win over Horn Lake. We will be cheering hard against the Mustangs this coming Friday. Good luck as you continue. The playoffs are right in front of you. Just got to keep winning. Maybe get a few breaks. Two more games. Let's get it done. Congratulations to Hernando. If you enjoy what we're speaking on, if you enjoy our show each and every Tuesday and Friday, we really, really appreciate it. If you're interested in advertising with the UTW Pod, send us an email under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com for an advertising packet, and we'll get that over to you quickly. If you enjoy our show, share it with friends, share it with family, share it on your Facebook pages, anything like that. Share our show as we continue to grow and be a larger part of the Hernando community. Also, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you can hear our voice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Give us a five-star review, and we will read that review right here on our show. For more information about the Center Hill Mustangs, as I just mentioned, or the Olive Branch Conquistadors, or the Lewisburg Patriots, definitely find OB Pod. Those gentlemen cover the eastern side of DeSoto County. Olive Branch, Center Hill, Lewisburg, really, really good football coverage. Again, that's OB Pod. Simply stands for Olive Branch. Find them wherever you can hear our voice. Just a reminder to our listeners, the show on Friday will be our Halloween show in costume, and that will feature Mr. Corey Osselton, the DeSoto County Schools Superintendent. Definitely looking forward to sitting down with him. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Thank you.